Soy Power Podcast is a free podcast made possible by the support of our awesome Patreon sponsors. Head to toypowerpodcast.com and see how you can help. Welcome to Toy Power, the podcast where we talk toys and everything pop culture. G'day, I'm Trent, and it is wonderful to have your company today for episode one, four, one. This week on Toy Power, we take a look at toy lines that didn't have a media tie-in. We jump into TV shows that we're getting super excited about, and we'll jump into another installment of the Toy Power Quiz. Joining me today in the Toy Power studio, we've got Darren. Hello, one and all. Thank you for joining us. And Frank. Well, hi, hi. And we're going to start this episode off with a fan request from Keith Nullawalla. And he's put out the question, I would like to hear about toy lines that were not based on another IP or did not have a TV show to promote it. Perhaps you guys could come up with three examples uh, each. Got to be honest, we struggled with this one. We were all sort of having our internal chat about it going, but there isn't any. Like, they don't exist. And then Ben, who unfortunately is not here tonight, he's... Uh, he was the one who smashed it. Yeah, yeah. He's out. Of, he's uh, away in Melbourne, I think, uh, off at Lobo's of all places. So he could come back uh, very poor, but with some cool stuff. Uh, so shout out to him. And, Good and, reason to be poor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Lobo. he just kept rattling them off the top. He's been going, what about this? What about this? And we're just like, actually, there's quite a few that we, we didn't even think of. So Yeah, and certainly once you get into sort of almost bootleg territory as well then obviously they don't by definition don't necessarily have a lot of media tie-ins but frank do you want to maybe kick off with a with a couple that you sort of came up with or or ben you know proxy yeah (laughs) Yeah, we can borrow some of ben we're allowed to so so the one that uh, some of the ones that ben shouted out straight away was the galoob golden girls of course he's a a big fan of that line did have a board game did have a board game does it count that's probably a license. <laughs> right. If Galoob were the um, creators of the property, then it was probably licensed from Galoob, yes. which yeah, means yeah. that it's not so. based on on the board game. The board game is based on the correct, toy line. correct. Yep. Yes. Uh, he also shouted out, which is one I actually thought of. He just got there first. Tonka's uh, Supernaturals line. Yep. Now they come with little mini comics, like sort of four panel mini comics, if I recall. So does that count? No, Keith, I think that's okay because that's something that's it's a packing, packing with the, packing part with of the, the product. Toy. Yeah, it's with not the a lore separate and stuff. IP or yeah. And the and the yeah. other big one, which we all sort of went, oh, duh, well, micro machines. Yeah. Right. No, I don't think there's ever been a micro machines show. No. Or no there, there, is video games? there is a video video game, game series. For sure. That's about the closest thing, but yeah. no TV show. And it was really its own IP. I mean, it's it's a unit. I mean. Thinking about the toy industry and and something that will always resonate with kids are cars, cars and planes and vehicles, you know, Matchbox and those sort of Hot Wheels have just been going, they're they're evergreen, right? You can always, you know, I'll go in and what's the sort of thing I was in Kmart today and I said to the boys, look, do you want to buy a Matchbox car? You know, $2 Matchbox car gets something from from the store. Micro Machines obviously took that concept but stylized yeah, it in, yeah. the, in the scale and did the play sets. So mm. that that is something you can get away without doing. I you don't guess. need a storyline. You don't, you don't need a lore and all that sort of stuff. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's mm. it. Good good shout-outs. Um, the, the one that I really remember from my childhood was the monster in my pocket. Mm. 
um, by Matchbox. And um, they, uh, sorry, by Mattel. I think that one was Mattel. Uh, yeah, it was Mattel. Line. Yeah, so, and they were just, uh, I guess, the very sort of almost, now that you think about it, a bit of a blind bag. You could get the, <laughs> some some came in full sort of window boxes, but there was that collect them all, collect yep. all 48 for Random wave one. Chance. Random chance in the box. You knew you were getting your 25 point character because he mm. came in the little window box, but the rest were, were all blind bags. So, that was a very cool one. I think from memory as well, as you got into later waves, they came with collector cards as well. Oh, okay. Uh, so there was there was sort of, I guess, that again, bit of a, a toy pack-in. Um, Ring Raiders was another yeah. one I had as a kid. Again, similar very to Micro cool. Machines, but the concept here were, they were probably just fraction bigger than Micro Machines, mm-hmm. but they were in that small plastic style and they were futuristic aircraft yep. very colorful jets, and, jets. Yep. and you'd, you'd get a, a ring it would have a little uh nodule on the end that you'd connect like a clear plastic kind of clip into that was say maybe a couple of inches long and then the plane would sit on the end so you could attach these to your fingers and fly them around and they'd look the clear plastic you know stand would give the illusion that it was flying so before thanos and the infinity gauntlet yep. ring raiders was where it was at trent was wearing the uh the ring you know <laughs> The ring gauntlet. Of, <laughs> um, and the other one that I collected was Battle Beasts. Yeah. Um, interestingly, you know, we know in Japan it was tied in or with the law into Transformers. Mm. So they did tie it through. But, and just thinking about this now, I wonder if there was ever a cartoon tie-in whether they I actually got a feeling I got a feeling there was a single episode in yeah. the G1 continuity where they... Uh, appeared ever so briefly because they were like a, a different race of beings and right. maybe I'm getting confused by sort of the end of season three season four it all gets a little bit hazy um, I, I thought there was one and it might have only been like a one shot episode that Hasbro or Takara were perhaps trying to use as yes. a backdoor and, and into a battle beast thing and it never materialized but certainly in Japan there was um, you know cartoons and, and certainly comics attached to it but um, yeah, not, never not, it never really had its own mm. television show. And I always remember, I mean, Battle Beast, for those of you who don't know what that is, it was a line of sort of two-inch, uh, sort of two-inch sale figures, limited articulation, no leg articulation for the main, and they had uh, arm articulation just at the shoulder, and generally no neck, so really just two points of articulation. But beautifully, armoured animals, yeah. so sort of anthropomorphic characters, so you had, you know, the giraffe or the tortoise or lions the deer lions and, yep. yeah pirate lions with an eye patch <laughs> beautifully sculpted yeah. really really beautiful aesthetics lovely bright vibrant colors they all came with a weapon and they had a rub like you know a transformer heat, rub heat, heat sensitive yep. rub and the whole idea if you think sort of the whole paper rock scissors they had wood fire yeah, and water that's right and it was essentially a game that you know you would beat you know wood water beats fire yeah. but fire beats wood and wood, wood floats, floats on water, water. Yeah, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so it all makes perfect sense yeah. for, a, for a little game so again probably something this is interesting to kind of get a, a flavor for the sorts of toy properties that are not requiring mm. these these licenses now that and a lot of them if you think about it micro machines um, even Battle Beasts are, are smaller, lower price point. They're, they're, they've got an pl- inbuilt play feature that probably doesn't need the tie-in. Uh, if we go to something like the Tonka Supernaturals, 
maybe that they were going for the, the the holographic feature mm. was just enough to kind of I think bring that those to I think life. that's one that really could have benefited from yeah. some lore and and a, a short run animated one. The one that jumps out to me is is the Golden Girls stuff that is in in essence a, a Shira knockoff when you look yes. at it. Yeah, that surely needed some sort of a backstory to it to to really sell it. Otherwise, people could almost mistake it. Well, and for, maybe for that's figures. the intention and, uh, yeah. <laughs> is that they go, well, let's just leverage. I mean, and that's, that would have been what the strategy for a lot of bootleg companies yeah, was. Yeah, true. And if you get, I know there's a num- number that we talk about things like Remco Warriors of the Warlord and Remco Warrior Beasts, those sort of lines. They didn't need a tie-in. They didn't need to spend money promoting a television series because their television series was He-Man and the Masters. Exactly. Of the yeah. So I suspect, you know, so you know, Golden Girl, Golden Girl would it. have been the same deal. I suspect yeah. it would have. You know, these are figures that are compatible with Yashira. So when you go into the store and you're looking for Yashira figures. And you oh, accidentally this, buy your it, golden girl. It's the auntie who's in a rush to buy a Eggs. present that she forgot yeah. for her niece's birthday. Yep. Like, oh, it's got blonde hair. Close enough. Looks like a warrior. That's sheer, isn't it? <laughs> or the budget conscious or um, happens to notice that, you know, there's one dollar off golden girl yep. and, and, and that. And it's a present for little Josephine down the street or whatever. <laughs> uh, one way to do it is, you know. I thought it was Shira. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, very clever. The only other one I thought of along the, uh, along these lines was Stretch Armstrong, right? For such a famous yeah. figure. But was he only ever the one figure, is my understanding? No. Well, no? Um, there was a line. Well, like, that's my different... understanding. You could get his dog and there was I, a yeah. Stretch dog and there, was, there were various other things that yep. seemed to stretch. I don't, I don't know a lot of the history of Stretch Armstrong, yeah. to be perfectly honest, so I'll probably be... Um, talking out of school here but I know they have re-released him recently I have been into Toy World and seen Stretch yes, Armstrong on the right. shelves I think they had Stretch they had the dog but they also had like Stretch Superman and Stretch and Batman, Stretch Batman. Oh, they just licensed out the just concept just licensing yeah. out the concept so. yeah they, they were in Toy World as you said and Toys R Us had them in Australia before they closed and I think W's as well so hmm. they've had quite a bit of recent exposure yeah, apparently here there's some notes that maybe Ben put in, but 1976 uh, is when Stretch Armstrong came out uh, and there was a 90s reboot. So there's obviously been a reboot uh, since, as we talked Another about. Another one, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think, I believe... Was there a... There was I don't meant think... to be a movie. Taylor Lautner, I think. Taylor Lautner? <laughs> I reckon he was attached. Really? I reckon he was. Is, is this well, I reckon you're is, right. I reckon yeah, it was announced. I like around Twilight era, Jeez. he was announced. Like when he was, when he was when big, he was big hot. property. yeah. 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 This is that stage where Hasbro or all the toy companies in general would just say, let's make Battleship the yeah. movie. What, what have I go got? Wrong? What have we got? That's right. What can we license out? Magic 8 Ball, the movie. Like. Yeah. Yes, and Mattel weren't doing it with their masters. <laughs> Hasbro were. Um, the other well, one hopefully that's, that, that'll serve yeah. Mattel well and we that's... won't get a masters movie like Battleship. Yeah. <laughs> The other one we've got on our list that I have vague memories of was Barnyard Commandos. Yeah. And they were these small little, um, I want to say maybe only a couple of inches high, and they were they were pigs and, and sheep and whatever, but they were almost trying to do like a Dino Riders vibe where they put like armaments and weapons and, and rocket packs and this sort of stuff on them. And you go, uh, cool concept, but pigs? Like yeah. dinosaurs? You go, yes, that works. I'm in, that up, yep. down, you know. Uh, dragons, for sure. Yep. Uh, who wants, you know, an armoured goat? Yeah. Like... <laughs> well, Battle Beast, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I know what you mean. It's that farmyard theme doesn't really mesh yeah. with uh, cybernetic warfare. Yeah. 
Yeah, interesting. No, no need for law for that one. There isn't. We had another couple down. Darren, I don't know if you wanted to talk to any of these. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to. I can't claim any credit for them. Full credit goes to Ben, but the Remco um, Warrior um, of the Warlord and Remco Warrior Beasts were, were notables to me. Ben's ability to think outside the square with, with this list was second to none. I just want to say that my first reaction was there is nothing. It's all about the story <laughs> and 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 character for me which it generally is but you know i've always had a, an attachment to some some of these lines i just never thought of them as without media tie-ins like supernaturals i have um warm feelings for and and you know even golden girl and um definitely the remco uh, warrior stuff that they they did you yep. know those sort of lines really appealed to me and, and you know obviously micro machine but yeah, it's amazing when when people do break it down for you and you actually do question it. There are a few of you know a few of those properties because I was going through every line in my head that had an impact of me in childhood and like no that had a cartoon, no that had a live mm. action TV show, no that had a film. You know, I, I just didn't seem to be able to get away from. And I think it's also we we look at things in terms of now in terms of a a franchise or a line or a a series, whereas back in the day it was you know it was. The green plastic army man. It mm. was monkeys in a barrel. It yep. was the rubies. It was just these one-off toys that were just, you know, my pet rock and all this sorts of dumb stuff that didn't need a storyline. The army dudes, you made your own storyline, Yeah, right? the imagination was the storyline. Exactly, yeah. And nowadays that, that sort of shift is to it's all about world building and, yes. and where you can, you know, keep the money train. And I can understand that because you successful. can keep a line going for many, many years if you can do it successfully. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Master Universe, Batman, etc. You know, you build a world and it'll continue for waves and waves and waves. Mm. Yeah. No, interesting. What about on the shelves today? We know today, as we, we're talking about, it's a very media-heavy toy aisle. Are there any that jump out? Um, I know there's that ready-to-robot that uh, there's sort of almost... Oh, yes. In that- you would know it better than me because you've got young kids that are, that are buying toys, but... Whereas yeah. I'm generally, if I go down the toy department, it's to find it's to find something that reminds me of my childhood, not yeah. today's generation's child. It even seems difficult today, and and maybe I don't even know if some of these things do have media tie-ins. But you almost have to go to that generic. You know, there's a generic dinosaur that's on yep. the shelf that, yep. you know, it's just a dinosaur. That's there's it. a generic dragon. There's a bit of that sort of stuff, but. There's not a lot, like a lot of the, and even the generic dinosaurs probably trying to ride off the Jurassic. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. But yeah, like a lot of stuff, you look at anything that's Marvel or DC or Star Wars, Turtles, Transformers. You know, there's there's stuff that doesn't necessarily resonate with us, but like your PJ Masks and these sorts of things. That's because there's there's a show, right? And it's and again, we 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 think of it as I remember growing growing up watching, you know, Masters or Turtles or whatever it is. These days, it's it all it could be hosted on PJ Mask website for all we know. Well, there's an app yeah. for it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? The the methods of oh, exactly. tying in the media are so much more wide and varied yeah. that it's no longer well, what time is my show on. It's I'm just going to stream the latest episode of whatever it is. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And even we had this promotion here in Australia called Little Shop, and you go into Coles and you get a little Shopkin type thing, yeah. you know, a little mini Nutella or a little, a little you know, miniature mini, groceries. Yeah. yeah, a little miniature groceries. And again, just something you know, free if you spend thirty dollars, you get the little toy. And they even for the for their second round of this thing had some sort of you know app tie in. 
Yep. So now all of a sudden, you know, it's it's a media tie, not a big one, but you can get extra play features by, you know, going on the on the site, scanning something, and your little thing does a little dance or something. <laughs> so it, it's so easy these days. Yeah. To create a website or create some interaction. I reckon even Cam, Callum got some uh, Crayola mm. textures, and there was you know you could basically color and go online and bring really? your drawings to life yeah they were, oh they were definitely God. tying it in so wow. you know, something as simple as a texter trying to bring <laughs> that into the, the digital age and, and oh, having an geez. online site so it's it is easy to do today and uh it, it's it's sort of i think it's fascinating to think maybe how hard these lists were for us yeah. to come up with that it does say a lot about what kind of gets manufactured mm. yeah and I think we've had this conversation before. We we talked about it when when um, I know Trent was talking about the difficulties that the Four Horsemen had expressed with launching new properties and getting new properties in, in there. And how do you start a new prop, property? You know, it's all about media. And and we know Russ Google didn't recently talked about it in relation to Masters of the Universe Origins before the Netflix series had been announced and and before we knew that many comics were accompanying the figures that that. You know, you go down any toy aisle now, and it's all about many times. Star Wars, Marvel, DC, Transformers, Turtles. Um, good luck finding something that doesn't have a film or a cartoon or, or, or something going for it other than it's a toy. Yeah. Wonderful question, Keith. Thank mm. you very much for submitting that. And uh, thank you, Ben, for knocking it out of the park. Yeah, that's right. About you, we would have um, uh, uh, <laughs> Next question. Yeah, and I guess we went through a handful, three each, and, and not much change from that. And maybe we had a few up our sleeves. Maybe we didn't. We we keep that to ourselves. Um, <laughs> ben but wasn't you, even here, but he's safe to show you. That's right. But I guess if, if you're listening and you have one that you resonated with as a child, shout it out, hit us yeah. up, and, and let us know another line fascinating fascinating thing to explore mm. so yeah thanks very much for that keith our next segment is around tv and there's been so much happening i know the streaming services really changed the way we yep. consume media it's so easy to get high quality production to us now over streaming services netflix amazon's coming in, in a big way we've got the disney site that's about to start streaming which is going to be incredible kicking off with the mandalorian but we just thought it might be a good time to sort of pause and shout out a few things that we're excited about, things that are up and coming, things that have hit the radar, maybe some things that are a little bit further away mm. down the line, some things that maybe have just been greenlit and have some uh, production or pro, uh, sort of pre-production starting on them. So um, what have we got here to start with? Well, Let's kick it off with probably one of the big one that's very close, and that is Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I keep seeing the trailers to this on Foxtel. It looks very exciting. Yeah, so it's coming to HBO. Um, uh, Darren, as you mentioned, uh, you'll be seeing them on Foxtel here in Australia as well. This is very interesting. This is a a new series based on the universe of Watchmen. It's staying very distant from the comics it's saying not necessarily a sequel to the comics yeah. not necessarily a sequel to the movie but it takes place in the universe of we've had confirmed now in this that Ozymandias is going to be there in it um, played by Jeremy Irons Dr. Manhattan does look like he appears mm. if you do watch the trailer but a lot of new characters being explored and and Watchmen was always set in the 80s mm. So and it did flash back uh, a little bit to prior eras, Vietnam War, etc. But this one looks like a 
you know, as if Watchmen was occurring kind of in, in today's environment, today's modern day, modern day, yeah. modern day era. Not a lot, not a lot is known about it, but it's we do see... It's a property for this era, I think. I think it is. political un- uncertainty and, and stuff that's going on right now in the world that, you know, Watchmen fits right into that. Mm. I think you're right. I think that's a, it's a very good point. I think uh, as well, there's a lot about the, the police wear masks. There's sort of this whole concept of... Uh, vigilantism and, and what do you need to do to protect yourself and protect your family so it'll be very interesting to explore maybe how the Watchmen universe has kind of shaped the events here now that are taking place mm. it's, it's really interesting when you think way back was it was about 70s when the, the comic was written or 80s the original comic I thought it was the 80s the yeah. 80s yeah like yeah. that it's gone from that then we had that, you know, amazing movie, I want to say 2012, thereabouts. 2009? 2009, oh, that yeah. long ago. Wow. Yeah. And then, you know, 2009, 10 years to, to get to this level of a show. It's um, it's really, really quite fascinating, the, the journey this has taken. So, yeah, very... What's the release date on that, sorry? On Watchmen? I'm not sure. I thought it was november like i think it's, oh, it's soon it's, it's, wow, it's very soon. very soon, very soon. Yeah. Yeah. Still, yeah. uh absolutely blitzing it on television it's pretty imminent i think and it's in mm. um there've been full page ads in the advertiser as well that it's going to be on foxtel yeah um, soon, along man. with um the program that we're about to mention next mm. uh, so, so a lot of attention and for me as well because i, I can't wait to see it yeah who wants to talk Arrowverse? Well, I put this one on the list mainly because, look, to be honest, there was a stage I was keeping up with all those shows and I've dropped right off. And, and we, we've said, Ali and I, we're just it's a show we put on that we don't really care about. Yeah. And I know that sounds mean, but uh, Arrow is finally ending with this uh, current season that I think is I think spins out from this big crossover over event. But we are, of course, talking about the Arrowverse or the CW-verse uh, with Arrow, Flash, uh, Black Lightning, Legends of Tomorrow. They're doing another of their amazing crossover events, Crisis. Um, but the the big thing and the lead-up is who who's not going to be in this show because that may be a shorter list, right? Wow. Yeah. We, we've got, uh, I, I believe Mark Hamill was confirmed. We've definitely got uh, Brandon Routh doing the Kingdom Come uh, outfit of Superman. Uh, there's been some promo shots of him standing next to the current version of Superman. Kevin Conroy is is on the list to to basically play. Uh, I think it's old or Batman Beyond. Yeah, oh, Batman wow. Beyond. The, yeah. the old Bruce Wayne, right? And that's Kevin Conroy acting. Yes, role. yeah, in yeah, live on action. screen. Oh yeah. wow! So like, now he's officially anyone who says you know. Oh, yeah, say he doesn't, like, isn't I want to watch it for that. Exactly, like yeah. and, and I think it's the, these. It's the shows are written in such a way. Yes, you'd get extra bits if you watch everything up sure. to it, but you could literally watch, and I think it's like a four part. Yeah, crossover. You could watch that and just get it. And there'll be so many little. If you know your DC, yep. there's going to be so many little nods and wink, wink to camera awesome. that you're just going to lose your mind. The big rumor I've heard is that there, the Justice League, as we know it, will appear, but there will be three Justice Leagues because we're talking multiverse. So there could be, uh, who knows, from any of the other different multiverse versions of the Justice League well, we at got, some point. I suspect they'll be fleeting images, yep, but yep. again, yeah. great nods and wow. stuff. We confirmed Burt Ward um, is reprising yes. his role as Robin from Batman 66 <laughs> yep. in a world where, where um, he, Batman is no longer around, obviously, yes. yeah, um, yeah. but but Burt Ward is... Um, Burt Ward's version of Robin is, is obviously still out there doing what he does, and... 
also Linda Carter as Wonder Woman mm-hmm. um, being confirmed. So this is really and one of the incredible. I think one yeah, of... going to bring a lot of different continuities together and and really really say it doesn't matter what your flavor of DC is yep. on screen, it's, it's part of a DC multiverse. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then spinning out from that, of course, is the new show that is the the Batwoman show with uh, Ruby Rose. Is it Ruby Rose? Yes, yes. yeah, Ruby Rose. Yeah, and this um, has been getting a lot of promotional stuff on Fox. Yeah, so when does that wait. come? That's got to be close. I too. think that's like December. Okay, and is so, it that was it? Yeah. I'm not oh, sure. It might exactly even be earlier. Really. I've yeah. just been. Yeah, it's soon. It's yeah, soon. it is. Yeah. I'll speak to this next one as well, just quickly, because this is a show that me and my wife are big fans of, The Good Place. Um, it's basically a show set in the afterlife with Kristen Bell and uh, oh, Ted Danson. Ted Danson, that's yeah. the one I was trying to think. Cheers. And amazing, amazing show. It's one of these shows you go, oh, they've written themselves into a corner by the end of the season, and then they're just like, oh, but now this, and season break. And you're like, damn it, now I'm really hooked. Season four has, as of this recording, just started dropping, and it's hilarious. Yep. You need to watch it. Fantastic. Great show. Star Trek is back, season three. Yes, yes, that's coming. Discovery. Yep, I think that'll be coming around Christmas time as well. Um, that's another one that just season one was a bit of a a bit of a struggle at times, and then just season two was just on on the the incline, just yep. getting better and better. And season three is gonna be pretty good. I have to go back to check that out. I, I didn't make it all the way through season one. Season one is tough. So, I'll give you that, yeah. and it's it's still like a lot of shows, still trying to work out what it wants to be, yep. and then. Season two, they went, oh, that's right. Yeah. We're good at this. And right. boom, just okay. takes off. Interesting. Runaway season three. Apparently, Cloak and Dagger are getting in a Yeah, there was a trailer that just came out recently, sort of uh, pumping season three. It seems to be a lot of focus on Nico in particular with the, the dark magic sort of angle they're going with. But the big reveal right at the end of the trailer is it's, you know, who are you guys? And it's Cloak and Dagger from right. the Cloak and Dagger series. And that's remarkable because it's two different networks. Yes. One's on Hulu. The other one I think is on Freeform. And so the fact that they're crossing over at all is like this, it's unheard of, right? It's, it's, yeah, they're, they're it each helping out the competition. Yeah. So, um, and I think those two, I know a lot of people, particularly some of the breaking the panel boys are a bit critical of runaways. And I understand that. It was well, very slow, wasn't very it? Very slow compared to the comics. Yeah. But I think as its own self-contained thing, I think it's a very watchable show. Okay. Um, yeah, and pretty pretty hype for season three. Yeah. Oh, look, we don't have to talk about this one for long, but The Mandalorian, obviously, I mean... Psh, that's it, not going to be any good, is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's. I mean, this to me, I, I just want to make this kind of point. In this day and age, you know, obviously Star Wars has been movie-based and... We're in a different era yes, nowadays where definitely. you can tell deeper stories. You can tell, you know, TV has movie style production. They have movie actors. It's high quality. This fear, you know, and maybe that was a genuine fear 10, 15 years ago that you couldn't do Star Wars justice on TV mm. is now a no-brainer to, to do a 10-parter. Spend, spend, you know, relatively big on it. Make it feel like Star Wars. Do all the right sort of things. And I think this is going to be brilliant for the Disney streaming service. I think it's going to make Disney a lot of money on TV. And I think it's going to be the start of doing high quality TV in not necessarily saturation, but understanding this is a now viable method of getting your your shows and your ideas out to, to, to audiences. Yeah. And I think it's going to be, be a game changer for Star Wars. Absolutely. I think when there's another, you know, at the end of this Skywalker saga, as we're calling it, if should there be another 
10 year gap in between trilogies on the big screen you now got a vehicle to get your star wars fix every every week or a couple of months or whatever it is and it's a really good way for them to keep star wars at the forefront of everybody's mind and this is uh going to be the forefront of our minds for quite a while i yeah, think i can't wait to do the first review of this and and yeah. obviously once we get disney streaming service up and running what i do love a just quick shout out tie back to the toys is that for force friday that we had a couple mm. of weeks back you know the, there was a, a eight figure assortment and perfect what, case ratio yeah perfect case ratio but what it did is we've obviously got the rise of skywalker coming out in december and there were a couple of figures from that. There was the Ray, the Kylo Ren, there was a Sith Trooper and a Stormtrooper. But the assortment then went and said, well, we're going to give you the Mandalorian from the yeah. upcoming TV series. We're going to give you some of the characters from the video game. So you're getting one homogenous line. Black Series has done this very well because they've done even from the animated series where you're bringing in characters from that mm. and doing them... Okay, they're animated, so you're doing live action, so you do them in a bit more of a live action style. Um, so all the, all the characters sort of from Rebels that are brought Clone into that. Clone Wars and stuff. Clone Wars, they're, they're mm. just brought in, they're seamlessly integrated in, uh, which I think is very clever. So you can do eight figures and they can branch across all your different genres. Yeah, yeah. Which, which is just which is wonderful to see. Mm, agreed. A couple of other ones I just wanted to shout out. Now, these are ones that are probably in the more Inception stages. Lord of the Rings. So Yeah, see, I thought this was a long way away. It's like it's, it, it is, I think. Yeah. So it, it, it is. So, I, I, But I'm excited about it. Um, <laughs> Nothing I, wrong with that. I think they, they haven't even gone into production, so it's okay. still about uh, script and, and casting. And I think they are starting to cast. But again, I think this is going to be on Amazon. So, and... I believe there was a big war in terms of acquiring the license between mm. Amazon and Netflix, and there was a huge bidding war. I, I might be misquoting this, but I thought the the cost to just get the rights to do this was up in the hundreds of millions. Jeez, and, and I was wouldn't thinking, me. I was thinking the number was two hundred and fifty million. Saying wow. it out loud makes me sound like I'm insane. <laughs> but I have a recollection of, of the license. But we're talking just the rights. This is not like production costs no, or anything. Just this literally is, the you Lord are of the allowed Rings. to do this. Yeah. And, and how long mm. that goes for, I don't know. And yeah. what the details are for that. And maybe that's for 10, 20, 30 years. So maybe mm. it, it makes sense in that context. But that seems like a it lot of money like to how spend. We, I mean, if this was the rights to do like more big budget movies, you, you might, okay. But... Uh, and maybe I don't understand how this works in the in the streaming landscape. How do you make that sort of two hundred fifty million dollar investment back, back yeah. on on no, television, right? On on uh, I don't know. Obviously, there must be money in it. Otherwise, it wouldn't be worth two hundred million or whatever. Subscriber but, uptake. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, interesting. But, but yeah, how that how but, yeah. that translates, I don't know. So is that like twenty twenty or beyond? Oh, I think it's beyond. Yeah, I, okay. I suspect it would be more of a twenty twenty one. But sure. now I'm just uh, hypothesizing. <laughs> I didn't do a lot of research on this. <laughs> it could even be twenty twenty two because everything I've heard seems yeah. to indicate yeah. this is a very ambitious series. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, Wheel of Time again. This is a, a massive yeah. sci fi wow. or fantasy masterpiece by Robert Jordan. And Robert Jordan did actually pass away before completing the series and, and Brendan Sanderson, I think, did the last three books and, and, and did finish it off. So it is a massive, these are massive works, Huge number, number of books, and, and so they're tackling this. Now, um, it's sort of, uh, they consider it maybe one of the last untouched 
sort of fantasy masterpieces out there when you think about things like you know Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones and, yeah. and this is the the other one maybe it's almost unfilmable due to its breadth but hey they maybe gotta give it a go yeah maybe Game of the Thrones was sort of in that category as mm. well they, they tackled it look where that got them so that will be an interesting one to follow as that sort of unfolds mm. um, you know fa- fascinating to tackle something so big and the other one I just did want to shout out this one was flagged to me by one of my, my good literary friends uh, Christian um, The Three Body Problem which is a sci-fi uh, book it, it's, it's written by a Chinese author um, translated into English and actually won a Hugo, uh, okay. which is sort of the the premier sci-fi award. That's it's an annual award for the, you know the best um, sort of sci-fi mm. story. And I think it was one of the the first um, non-English or you know books to be translated into English to sort of win the Hugo, uh, which was which was great. So and this is it's a Chinese production. Uh, I believe it at the time of and maybe the Lord of the Rings is going to blow it out of the water but at the time of scheduling it for production was going to be the most expensive TV series ever made yeah wow I did some research into the cost on and it didn't seem to actually be that expensive so maybe I'm getting getting some <laughs> mixed messages here but um, again so wonderful piece of literature this is about a nanomaterials expert who sees a superimposed countdown clock in his field of vision and then finds himself being monitored by the military. Um, to unravel the mystery, basically has to enter a virtual reality game, Three Body, which has been developed by a secret organization, and he has to discover the truth regarding the deaths of a number of scientists uh, from the Cultural Revolution in China. So it's it's it does have that sort of Cultural Revolution mm. as the backdrop to it. I've started reading um, the first book in the trilogy, um, and it is yeah very very interesting and some uh, I think some high concept sci-fi yeah, elements to explore. Very cool. The only other one that just popped into my head is uh, DC's Titans. Uh, that's just started dropping. It's uh, from the DC streaming service. What's I haven't decided if it's good or bad, but they're they're dropping at one episode a week, mm-hmm. which I think in today's market is pretty unusual. It's like unusual. I, th- yeah. I think we're used to going. Because it's only, I think, a ten or twelve sort of season run, and you, if you if you really love the show, and bang, here's twelve episodes, bang, consume it as you will. And so the fact they're doing week to week is interesting. I've only watched the first one at, at this stage. I think I've got two sort of in the bank to do, um, and yeah, it's uh, it, it's leaning more and more towards that sort of classic cartoon lineup that we might be used to yep. from the the Teen Titans show and perhaps even the the comic books so yeah that's a, another one to keep an eye out for yeah nice i did enjoy titans it's i'm to be honest i'm very time poor when it comes mm-hmm. to tv and it's again it's one of those things i, I watched and i enjoyed but i just never got around to completing season 1 yep um just cuz there's just so much stuff to be consumed i think it's but it was a good quality show i like the uh i like the acting and production values and that sort of thing so mm. and and batman makes an appearance i think it's uh it's our friend uh, from game of thrones uh yes yes it is Jorah, um, Jorah yes Jorah. Yeah. yeah so he is yeah I'd, it, it's strange because that what they've done and again dc doing with the, the sort of elseworldsy type tale is you look at him and you go he he came on screen as as Batman and I knew who it was, but my wife went, "Oh, is that Alfred?" I went, 
No, yeah. I think they're leaning into the, you know, when you see that Dick Grayson is the age he is in that show, yeah. kind of tracks that Bruce Wayne would be, you know, the sort of age that, that old mate Jorah would be. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, interesting. Yeah, very good. That, that's funny as Alfred. Yeah, all right. We might mm. head into our next segment. Riddle me this, riddle me that. Time to start thinking because the quiz master's back. So thank you one and all for joining me for the quiz. Now, question number one, we'll, uh, I'll start with Frank because he's, mm-hmm. he's right is next it, to Is me. there a particular theme or, or, or anything tying these questions together or just a bit, a bit random? It's very random. It's toys, video <laughs> brain, games, This is Darren culture. brain splatter. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> just pretty uh, much. Fast and loose. Absolutely. <laughs> so question number one. There's a joke in there. <laughs> there is in there. BP petrol stations sold Smurf. <laughs> it was coming from anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I did not expect it to be a dirty BP petrol station. BP petrol well, I know where this is going. Yeah, okay. yeah. I can tell right. where this is going. BP, BP petrol station sold Smurfs. What was the figurine line? That, um, what was the competing figurine line that Caltex and Golden Fleece petrol stations sold? Uh, give me a year, like an era. This 1980s. Be, yeah. The 80s. Um, was it DC Superpowers? No. Were they like the single card release? That's a good guess. Not in Australia. That's a very good guess. But it is a good guess. Um, we're talking figurine. We're talking PVC figurine. We're so not, in the similar scale. So in the similar vein to, to like picture of Smurf, that sort of scale. Trent may know this, so I can just get the impression he knows. No, I, I don't. To okay. Be honest. Uh, I'm trying to think what was around that sort of scale. For that time, um, something like a do they do like PVC like Care Bears at that sort of scale? Or this is eighties, yeah. Yeah, Care Bears were the eighties, but this mm. was pre Care Bears. Pre Care Bears. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I've I've had a couple of guesses. Trent, you got anything? I've got nothing. I'm thinking service station. Uh, you know, things that were sold in service stations. Obviously, those. Well, not, might not be obvious, but those little turtles in the pullback vehicles, were they service stations? They, 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 they were mobile. Were they Caltex? They were mobile. I don't think they were mobile. They were mobile. I was thinking of that. Uh, I'm trying to think what might be you know those sort of PVC things that are floating around in that era when you dig through a toy box or something. I'm just trying to imagine yeah. equivalent to Smurfs, but I, I can't, I can't, can't picture it. I'll, I'll kick myself when I hear the answer, I'm sure. So the answer is sports billy. No, I what? doesn't don't resonate with anyone. No, interesting. You can't just make up words for the answer, Darren. <laughs> no, We've I didn't told just make this. up words. <laughs> sports, I've got, sports, I've got billy. sports I, billy. I've got my friend Billy. He plays sports. <laughs> no, no, they yeah. had these figurines <laughs> at um, Caltex um, and Golden Fleece petrol stations. The um, the little boy in the, the line was called Sports Billy. Yep. And the name was hence named after him. But there was also a Sports Lily. Um, what, so what, what were they? What is like, so they were basically like a Smurf, but they would be. <laughs> they were just. A, it was just a way for them to yeah, do an like unlicensed Smurf, they, Smurf they, character. They were pretty much, they were human characters, right. Doing sports things. So you'd have Sports Billy playing football. You'd have one, or you'd have a heap of different ones that Cal- playing cricket. Caltex didn't sell a lot of fuel that year. <laughs> pretty, I guess not. They just they took the Smurfs and just painted them human what, colours yeah. with a baseball bat That's in his right. hand. No, they, they were sans the hats. They didn't have the hats, and they were so, fully clothed compared is, to the Smurfs. Sports Billy is a reason why Golden Fleece doesn't exist today. 
Actually, they were pretty good. Um, some of the wallet, they were around for a few years. Quite a few waves came out. Um, I don't know. That they well, sold I, I know what to get Darren for a Christmas present now. Yeah. I'm going to go find a sports billy. Yeah. Good luck. I haven't seen many yeah. on the, on the secondary market. But so the next question. Um, going to my good friend Trent. Not that Frank's not my good friend, but going to going to Trent. Think of when you think of the hypothetical um, vintage Wave Seven Master Universe figures that weren't released. Yep. Um, the ones that had the Errol McCarthy crossover. There was one of those characters that ended up in vintage media, so print media. Name the character. Strobo. Correct. Jeez, oh, I'm glad I didn't get that question. <laughs> <laughs> that was very much a, uh, a Ben a niche, or Trent yeah. question. <laughs> so, um, the next question is, um, when thinking back to the uh, Fred Wolf Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon yes. and the um, Playmates vintage line, name the, there were four frogs in the cartoon. Yep. Only two made the toy line. Name the two that made the toy line. So there's Napoleon Bonafrog and, um, oh my God, I should know Genghis Genghis Frog. The other ones were Attila and Rasputin. That's right. Because they're all based off like sort of medieval warlords. Well, that's exactly thing. right, as opposed to Renaissance artists. Which I found that really interesting because they're all like chilled surfer dudes. And, yeah, you know, they, they like were trying to be gnarly I think, and but yes, yeah, so they're trying to be ironic. I think. With their names, I mean, they're one step off calling one Hitler, weren't they? Like, yeah, yeah. They were... Some of those names: Napoleon Bonafrog, was it? Napoleon yeah. Bonafrog and Genghis Frog. Rasputin's Frog. not great Ras- either. Or... Rasputin Frog. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't it? know. No. It's, it's never established. Well, you're right. Um, I think they did some of those. Those other two got figures in the 2012 Turtles line. Yes. Um. For the first Attila time. definitely got one, didn't and he? Attila because Attila yeah. was like the leader or whatever, and he was this big, yeah. you know. Um, maybe Rasputin maybe didn't get one. Hmm. All right, there oh, you good go. Question. Well done. Yeah, well, well done. Uh, so the next one is name the surviving producer who has worked on every single live action Batman related film from 1989 right up to the 2019 Joker. So he's <laughs> So, to, to knock that down, Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin, Catwoman, uh, Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, The She's Dark Knight Rises, okay, okay. Batman vs. Yep. Superman, Suicide Squad, Justice League, The Joker. That producer, the same producer worked on it, all those on, films. There's one producer that's worked on all of those films. Wow. Name them. I don't know. <laughs> I've, got, I've got no idea who that He recently wrote, wrote a book. Um, There's got to be someone who's like DC, like from a yeah, long time I'm, ago, yeah. Um, well, not Jim Lee. No, well, it's a pro- film producer. So yeah, but I mean, he would have someone like Jim around. Lee. They would have, and, and you're right. I probably got the not age one, but, but like I think it's someone in it who's got history with DC, such that they're not a movie producer, but they're there right. to talk to the source material and that sort of stuff. It's my best guess, but I don't know. This is a person that ten years before. Tim Burton's Batman film had the acquired the oh, rights because it was the sixties Batman as buy well. By the um, by the Batman film with the uh, film rights with the intention of doing what he considered to be the definitive um, dark, moody take on, yeah. on the character to Give to us for, move it away from the nineteen sixty six. First letter. Give us the first letter. M is the first letter of the first name. 
It's not Mandrake helping. Mandrake the magician. <laughs> Double M. No, I, I honestly don't know, and I'd just be, I'd just be. I'd... Michael, Michael Usman. Okay, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No. I have Isn't his... Michael useless. Useless. Okay. <laughs> that's a terrible thing to say. That's what I thought you said. Now has, to... has... I mean, clearly he's not useless. If no, he's no, he's brought Batman to the big screen <laughs> multiple times, Frank. The man should All be right, knighted. All right, calm down. Jeez, I've insulted Batman. Look out. <laughs> the man should be knighted. So, um, next question. That. Um, so that brings us to name the. Oh, this is really actually quite an easy one. You'll you'll do well. First wave of variant turtles in the vintage Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles line. They, so the very first wave of variants. So not the not the four that came out in wave one. Okay, so they didn't actually. It's interesting because there wasn't actually named like a subgroup. It wasn't like Storage Shell or anything like that. They were just was it undercover Donatello, Sewer Samurai, Leo the Sewer Samurai, Ralph the Space Cadet. And Mikey the Sewer Surfer. Did they? Can't, they like, didn't. They did, they didn't have their own yeah, like no, subline to I, it. But they were correct. variants. Did who? What came oh, out? Before no, no, no. Right. Right. Sorry, it's the wacky, wacky action. action. Yes, right. yes, 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 yes. Yeah, that yeah. came out in '89. And that was strange because wacky action. You had Donatello, Raph, and Mikey all came out one year. I reckon you had Donatello and, and the Mikey first, and the Mouser, and maybe Shredder. Raph. I, I thought it was Leo and then Splinter and Shredder all came out like the second year. One was eighty. Maybe, yeah. One was eight classed as eighty nine, and the other was ninety. Or something. Yeah, the turtles were definitely spread. I yeah. remember getting. I remember seeing Donnie and Mikey first up. Yeah, and I got Le- we got Leo actually as a. I think my brother got him as a Christmas present, and I got Raph in Tasmania when yeah, I was shopping right. around there. But that yeah. Mm-hmm. Wacky action. Wacky action. Yeah, yes. yeah. Good fun variants they were. They were they, action yeah. features into mm. the turtles a lot. Yeah, it did and and they they looked more like the cartoon. Oh, yes, yeah. that's so true. Compared to the yeah, the very comic book looking. That's right. And, and as a kid, you know, I didn't know Eastman Laird Mirage comics existed. Mm. And I was I always wanted that Donnie, you know, because he Donnie was my favorite. Um, there was the more cartoon accurate version of Donnie, and I never got him. We got we ended up getting. Definitely Raph and definitely Leo. Mm. Um, You've got him now. Got him now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. certainly. He's thing. incredibly hard to stand up because the yeah, gears in those legs, yeah, like go yeah. and Splinter. The Splinter on mine, like he just falls apart in and the, the middle. The creepy crawling. Yeah, mine yeah, does yeah, too. Got, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, the yeah. They weren't made quite so well. They weren't made to last, too. that's for sure. So next question: Name the two video games that accompanied the Nintendo Action Set. The what now? The Nintendo Action Set. So that's the Nintendo Entertainment System. Yes. Yeah, so. But in addition to being the Nintendo Entertainment System that just had the two controls, it also came with the gun. Ah. Oh, so there was the Nintendo Entertainment System, which was just two controls, and then there was the action set that also came with the gun. Well, this is your question. Isn't it? Sorry, no, I think it was yours. Was it yours? No. You had a wacky show. It was. My, oh, yeah, my question. Yeah, yeah. Duck Hunt? Was that one? That's one. And can you think of the other game accompanies it on the same cartridge? I can't, but is it point blank? Is it Super Mario? Because it's Duck Hunt and Super Mario on the one cart, wasn't it? That's right. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I That's, remember the, the sticker. Yeah. So, so didn't, did that use the gun at all? No. Duck Hunt did. Duck Hunt did. But, yeah, 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 no. <laughs> so you got one that... Yes. Purely, I guess, ah, for the gun. Okay, yeah, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, and then like one pack. for the controllers. There you hmm. go. Yeah. So name the actor that... Um, portrayed Biff Tannen in the Back to the Future trilogy. Oh, that really annoying guy. <laughs> and you just want to punch in the head. 
Donald Trump, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to pay that one. Hello. I'm going to pay that one. Uh, Hello, I, butthead. butthead. Get yeah. out of what, the white. I, I can picture his face and the lines. I couldn't tell you his actual name, though. Thomas F. Wilson. Okay, I would have never guessed that. But yes, brilliant, brilliant portrayal. Yeah. Yep. Now, this is a really interesting piece of movie history that gets trotted out every now and then, so I wouldn't be surprised if you both know it. Who was the actor that was first offered the role of the Joker for Tim Burton's Batman film? Tim Curry. Oh, for, sorry. No, for Tim Burton's Batman film. Okay. Um, when Jack Nicholson was hoarding out and not sure he wanted to do it, this person was used as leverage. Warner Brothers then went back to Jack Nicholson and said, well, look, we've got someone else if you really don't want to do oh, it. Wow. And then And then they reneged on that someone else who thought they had the role I do not know this um, was another like it's not Tom Cruise it's not Tom Cruise no. <laughs> no no it's not Tom Cruise not like De Niro or one of those guys it's not it's not De Niro is it like A-lister type it's an A-lister stuff? that yeah. I think would have also done an awesome job like yeah, right. you know you can't you can't get everyone to do it but mm. you know this person would have also brought their A-game to it I'm just guessing now. I don't know that. I'd be fascinated to hear who it is. The answer is the late, great Robin Williams. Oh, Robin Williams. Really? Yeah. yeah he was, okay. he oh was told and he was very keen because he was a huge comic book fan. Yeah. Geez. And he was very keen for it. And if you've ever seen One Hour Photo, the film One Hour Photo. Oh, uh, the boy can act. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. He would have absolutely smashed it. Um, Ooh, he can be very, very creepy when he wants to. Um, interesting fact about Robin Williams when he auditioned for Mork and Mindy. So this was before he was... No, and Morgan Mindy was his breakout role. Mm. He had to play an alien, and in the audition, he came into the room and sat in the chair on his head, and immediately <laughs> got the role. Yeah, I can see why. He's, he's in character a part before. of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, I, he was perfect for that. I he heard was... something the other day that said Morgan Mindy was a spin-off show of, of Happy Days. Of Happy Days, that's yeah. right. Yeah. It, it was. He, it he, is. That, so that 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 is just bizarre. You can tell from that <laughs> there was a shark in a tank that the Fonzie had to jump. Yeah, yeah. It's where the phrase comes. the phrase. Yep. Right. For that, for Mork and Mindy to have come from there Happy is, Days. There is a shark in it too. There has to Fonzie be a shark. Fonzie actually jumped there has on to a be. motorcycle. He, I'm he not jumped. surprised that there's a shark there in the tank. There is an episode. It's a two-part episode. Yeah, he yeah. does it. That's the and point. And it's, it's the split in the... Yeah, is him that's jumping. where the whole term comes from. From that... That episode yeah. because people were like Happy Days was never never as credible <laughs> after that because he, he jumped the shark and we so how is it not like spawned jump- an alien that hatched from an egg exactly yeah, yeah. Uh, but why not after you jumped a- <laughs> well after you jumped the shark anything yeah, anything right. possible That's true. Yeah. it just it just solidifies the whole <laughs> phrase, the whole concept yeah but um, wow. there you go yeah yeah look I, I think that's a really interesting <laughs> point. Um, <laughs> A lot of people took that really, really seriously. I've got one last question for you, though. Yeah. Um, and it's aimed at, it's for both of you. It's basically a question of who can jump in first. <laughs> so it's a who in my question. All right. Um, so I am a character. I am... Batman. <laughs> I am in all of your collections. Uh, and that includes Ben. He's, he's not in the room with us tonight. I'm in all of your collections. You know me really well. I'm incredibly iconic. I'm known for my leadership skills. That's a red herring. Yeah, Is I it? think so. What happens if we jump in and get it wrong? Well, then you're out until the next yeah, person exactly. gets going. <laughs> if you get it wrong, All right, I'm and going. Going. the next person yep. might get it wrong and then you back in. I'm not jumping in. Okay. Sucker, sucker move. <laughs> okay, so I'm... <laughs> Keep going. I'm really iconic across multiple media platforms. 
These media platforms include video games, <laughs> film. Don't try and suck me in. Television. <laughs> toys. Comics. <laughs> I'm known for... Um, I'm also known for my relationships with other people, including people that I consider family. <laughs> the... <laughs> Dancing around oh, masterfully. <laughs> Go on. I'm also known for my rivalry with people. <laughs> some some of, some of these rivalries are with sworn enemies. Others are, are with people much closer to me. Ah, <laughs> oh, look. <laughs> Who's going to do it? You, one of wow. us has to. One of you has got to pull the trigger. It sounds you're not to me like there. Leonardo. Correct. Right? Is yeah. it, is That's that where, where you I'm go going. For? Really. I was, yeah. Who wants to lock in Leonardo? <laughs> we'll, lock, we'll both lock it in together. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you're both correct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're waiting for the red herring. And I oh. deliberately ran Leonardo thinking none of, none of you would would actually think that I would run with Leonardo. Well, that was my initial thought. Yeah. That was, And we, that was we, what I played on. <laughs> <laughs> you can get away with that for once, I, though, Darren. I, 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 think, I think what happened here is he double bluffed us. Yeah, he double bluffed. <laughs> yeah I did. It was a double bluff. I did, because I, I figured that not, neither of you, or I, when I wrote that, Ben was in yeah. my mind going to be in the room as well. But my, my figure was, I figured none of these would... Would want to say it. You'd all think I'm not. I'm yeah. teasing. Did well. Frank in particular would think you wouldn't. Uh, you, you said wouldn't. you said leadership, and I'm like, oh, stop myself yeah. from saying. Once yeah. I knew I could be out, like, yeah. Oh no, I don't want to do. That. Yeah. And for those, obviously, this is an audio based podcast. <laughs> but from my point of view, sitting behind Darren is a giant Leonardo. <laughs> he's ready. He's, and, and Leo's waiting to give me the high three for including him in the quiz. Uh, oh, You're very welcome, Leo. Fantastic, and just. Again, for those of you listening, because no one is watching this because we're not filming it, but Darren did that last one out of his head. You, you didn't have, I did you not. Didn't have, you didn't have any notes. You weren't even I, looking at your phone. No, I memorized it. <laughs> I memorized it on the way here. No, I didn't do it out of my head. There's nothing in my head. You oh. know that by now. Oh, know Le- that. Leo's oh. just that memorable. Of course he did it. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. I'm, I'm the empty-headed toy power podcaster. <laughs> we all know that. No. All those memories, how could anyone forget that stuff? That is wonderful. Thank you so much, Darren, for taking us through that quiz. You went a bit easier on us than our friend Scotty, who... Uh, oh, mate. Just, I felt uh, bad because I think the last quiz I gave you all was particularly difficult, so I thought this time I'd better tone When was it that? Down. That would have been a while ago now. Yeah, yeah it was been a while, a while since ago. Darren did but the I, quiz. I remember those things. I felt guilty that night, so <laughs> I would have better tone it down. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fine balance between challenging and, and getting a good night's sleep. <laughs> you don't want to be tormented by the uh, the, the, the guilt the and the embarrassment of, yeah, of um, letting your podcasters down. Uh, exactly. <laughs> well, that's that's wonderful. Are there any shout-outs? Obviously, shout-out to Ben, who will be back for the next episode or the next recording big session. Big shout-out to Ben. Um, I think I mentioned it on our last episode, but also big big shout-out to, to Scott, who really had no um, prior warning that I wouldn't be on because it was very short notice that I took ill, stepped up, filled in and that was much appreciated he was very disappointed because when we said oh Darren's on he's like oh I had a story about like department stores to tell you which you obviously heard on the episode he he was just like you could see as he was telling it he was almost scanning the room going where's Darren I want to see damn it I want to see his reaction he's not here don't worry I'm I'm gonna I'm looking forward to catching up with Scott Uh, you know it's long overdue particularly after (laughs) um, missing the last one but you know and you know, you never know. There might be something in the pipeline. We might have even crossed paths with him at the um, 
the Toy and Comic Fair. Yes, yes. correct. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we, we might speak to that a bit more once we got Ben back and we can all go through our, oh, I think our that, pickups and stories from the day. That'll, mm, be, that'll be a good fun. I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be a great day. Mm, very good. All right. On that note, we'll say a huge thank you to all our patrons for your ongoing support. And thanks to everyone for tuning in to another episode of Toy Power. We absolutely appreciate your support. It is it is wonderful to to see so many people coming back and and listening in. We do we do see the statistics of of who comes back and yep. not individually, of course, but uh, for globally. We know who you are yeah. and where you live. We should wonder. It's fascinating. I was looking through all the different countries that listen in, because mm. um, there's I mean, even it tracks if there's one listener from a particular country. Yep. But there's there's. Well, probably a good hundred hundred countries that we reach. So it'd be fascinating yeah. to go through the list. Absolutely. Who's we, out? We what's should, what's should... the biggest country that listens to Toy Power? Oh, it's the US. It is it? the US. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's true. It is the US. You know what we should do? We should shout out to find the country that's got like one person and shout out, call that particular country out and go, contact us. Yeah. You know, we want to hear from our one listener in blah, in yeah. Finland or whatever yeah. country it is. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> that'd be Absolutely. Cool. The more feedback we get about, you know, how the show is tracking what people actually think of it, the better. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. On that note, see you around the toy aisles. And until next time, good journey. You can find the Toy Power team at all the usual online places. Facebook.com slash Toy Power Podcast. At Toy Power Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. Or have your say and email us, toypowerpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show on both iTunes and Stitcher, and please leave us a review. Otherwise, we just assume we're awesome. We are a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. Check out all the awesome shows on this awesome network full of okay people. Want to learn more? Go to giantsizeteamup.com, where you can find us and a whole lot more awesome shows. Well, they're not more awesome than us, but they're... Yeah.